I'm Melissa White, and welcome to the Spirit Room Podcast. This is a show to help inspire you to live your life to the fullest, but really to learn about those that guide us, our unseen helpers, guides, angels, loved ones in spirit that walk beside us in this life. I'll share with you personal experiences from my life as a professional medium and mentor. I'll also offer you insight into working with the spirit world and introduce you to guests that I find fascinating and that might lead you on your own journey to further discover your own soul's gifts. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. and welcome back to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa White, and today is really an episode of just random question and answers. So sit back, relax, enjoy, and I'll just give you my opinion. Like as, as I'm reading the questions, I'll tune in and I'll give you what comes and hopefully it'll be helpful. So Linda was asking, not sure how to word this. So when meeting people at a get together or whatever, and they ask what your interests are, how do all of you explain this? Spirituality, spirituality just doesn't seem to express it. So yeah, I think that it's a good, it's a good start. I mean, spirituality, you could talk about how you enjoy working with your intuition, or you're really interested in learning more about energy and how the universe works and that you're open-minded when it comes to your beliefs in those areas. And I think that, yeah, spirituality is so broad. You know, that's such a broad answer. So it would just depend. Do you like to do you like looking into mediumship, working with spirit? Are you interested in, like, do you love getting readings? Do you love working with oracle cards, tarot cards? Do you love psychic phenomena? Are you interested in um, meditation, sound baths, like sound healing, Reiki, energy healing? You know, you could just chat about the specific, more specific details of the things that you are really intrigued by. And you'll find that at any given get together, there's usually at least one other person who kind of gets it that is like into those things. I mean, not always. I guess it depends on what kind of get together it is. But yeah, you'll find that your people tend to gravitate towards you when you have those interests but I get what you're saying because sometimes it's a different thing like it's not exactly a hobby like other people might have a hobby or an activity that they enjoy when your interest is in like spirit and and all of this kind of stuff sometimes it's it's just such a different thing because it is I find it is a part of us like it's a big part of who we are it's part of your identity so I do understand it is kind of awkward. <laughs> Not awkward, but it's hard to put into words. It's hard to express. So I hope that answers your question, Linda. Let's see here. What else? How do we invite spirits into our dreams? Well, that's from Kimberly. 
Although I would never profess to be a dream expert, I would say that you invite them simply by just doing that, just just inviting them. So you can speak those words out loud and say, okay, spirit, please, I'm open to you coming to visit me in my dreams tonight. Let's have an experience. Show me that you're with me or can you bring me a message or can you bring me a visitation? And I find that it is your intention that is the most important. So it's not really the way that you invite them. It's really just whatever that intention is. So you could speak out loud. You could write it in a note or a letter to spirit inviting them in. But I find setting that intention is so helpful. We were talking about dream interpretation in one of my spirit circles that, I, that I'm teaching. And just because I knew I was going to be talking about dreams and dream interpretation, and we're doing it intuitively, um, just because of that, I hadn't even really asked my guides or anything about it, not, not at that point. But just talking about it and having that intention that I was going to be talking about it with my class, all of a sudden I started to remember my dreams again, and I hadn't been for a long time. So spirit is very aware. They're very aware of what we're thinking. They're very aware of what we are hoping for and what our intentions are. But so yeah, I would say you can just talk to them and then see what see what happens, see what unfolds. With the dreams, I think it's important to recognize that we do have to get good quality sleep in order for those dreams to really occur. So if you're not a great sleeper, like I'm not actually, but if you're not a great sleeper to begin with, it might be a little more daunting. And I would say also, spirit will often tell me that they can come through to some people very easily in dreams and other people not so much. And so I think it depends on quality of sleep. It also depends, I think, on our makeup, like our hormonal makeup, I think that has an impact anyway. But I would just experiment with it. I don't think there's any special like prayer that you have to say in order to make it happen. I think just like your open mind, open heart, and your intention. So experiment with that and see what happens. How do you know if it's a dream or a visitation? Well, a dream may not make sense. A dream you may or may not recall all of it. A visitation feels extremely real. It's tangible. It's something, there's an emotional component to it, sometimes like physical sensations, but it'll be something that you will not forget. There's no way that you could forget it. And I think with dreams, sometimes we can forget and sometimes we remember, sort of hit and miss. But with a visitation, it just feels so different. And it should, it should make sense to you too. It should be comforting. I would say sometimes people do have dreams of their loved ones in spirit, but they're not comforting dreams, more unpleasant. And I can say this with a very, very like strong, strong confidence that if you're having a dream with your loved one in spirit and it's unpleasant, if it's scary, if it's not a good one, that is not a visitation. It's likely your own subconscious fears, your own subconscious even grief, but it's not them coming through to you in that way. So just to, to rest assured that 
a visitation will be very, very comforting and very real. So I hope that is helpful. Like I said, I'm not a dream expert, but I can work with my intuition about that. Okay, Kimberly had another question. How about soulmates? How many are we connected to? Well, I think that's going to differ person to person, but I, I know we can have many soulmates in a lifetime. And I also know that soulmates are not limited to romantic relationships. Your child can be a soulmate. Your cat can be a soulmate. Your friend can be a soulmate. A soulmate, to me, that's just that soul-to-soul connection. Oftentimes, we've had previous lifetimes with someone, and there's that lasting bond, that lasting connection. And I don't subscribe to the twin flame theory, which I know a lot of people do, and a lot of people are obsessed with the twin flame thing. In my opinion, and I'm not trying to discount anyone else's belief system, but I'm just saying, in my opinion, that the twin flame thing, if it is a thing, it's extremely rare. Like, I want to say extremely rare. But even so, many times I think labeling things like twin flame and all these different labels that we have, names for these spiritual things, it's just an excuse, I think, sometimes to allow bad, toxic behavior with somebody because you don't want to give them up. And it's actually usually quite toxic. The the whole running and chasing and all of the back and forth and the drama that's involved with supposed twin flame relationships. Lots of times people are comforted by knowing that's their twin flame and it gives them that reassurance that they should not give up and they should keep trying to make it happen and force things to happen when really it's just so toxic. So yeah, I don't know that I believe that there's that twin flame out there waiting for us and we're meant to find each other. I think oftentimes when that happens, we're meant to find ourselves. We're meant to learn a lesson about sovereignty, our own independence. I think a lot of the twin flame stuff is quite describing like codependent relationships in a lot of ways. So yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the twin flame thing. But I do believe, of course, in soulmates. And I think that we can have multiple. I think we could also have multiple romantic soulmates in one life. I, I don't think that it, it has to be limited to one person. Of course, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. So a soulmate is anyone that you have that bond and that deep, deep connection with. And sometimes soulmates are there to really lift us up and we're meant to elevate them too. And we're meant to learn from one another. And sometimes that can be actually so beautiful. And sometimes that can be painful too. Just because someone's a soulmate of yours doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to stay with them your whole life. If it's a romantic partner, sometimes that's not the case. So that's where I would say sometimes there can be a bit of difference in opinion. People might want to come at me <laughs> about that. <laughs> this podcast that I listen to, she's, the host is always like, don't come for me. <laughs> so anyways, I'll just say, I'll just say, that's my opinion. 
Okay, and so Maya was asking about dreams, dream visits from people in spirit. Okay, so we kind of chatted about that. One of the most amazing ones I've ever had. Now, I haven't had a ton of dream visitations. And when I asked spirit about it, they said, first of all, you don't sleep soundly enough. And second of all, they said that I don't need to have dream visitations because I can have visitations in my waking hours. But our cat, Aurora, she got out and like she was an indoor cat, but she liked to kind of go out and adventure. And she got out one day and didn't come back. And so we were just heartbroken. We were devastated. And it was happened in the fall. And then right around Christmas time, I was exhausted. And I was like, just had to go lay down for a nap. And I usually do not ever nap during the day. But I went for this nap. I was so tired. And I hadn't heard from her. I hadn't had any real, not a strong connection with her since since she was gone. And so that was kind of distressing to me. But anyways, I wasn't even thinking. I wasn't even thinking about her at the time that I went to go have my nap. Laid down and the visitation that I had was so real. I could feel her laying in the bed with me. I could hear like a soft purring. And it just, I knew she was there with me and it was such a strong experience. And I was so excited because that was such a beautiful gift that she gave me. And that's the most tangible dream visitation that I've had. So I was really, really grateful for that. And all I can say is that it feels like a visit. So you'll know. But if if you ask your loved one and you don't have the dream visitation, please don't think it's because they don't want to or they're upset with you. It's more so they're trying, but they may or may not be able to, to make it happen in that way for us. They might be bringing you other signs. They might be bringing you other ways of having you notice them. So not to fret. Susie was asking about tarot cards, how to pick a deck and how to use them to do self-readings. Well, there's all kinds of different. There's tarot cards, there's oracle cards, there's angel cards. I use oracle and angel Every once in a while, I'll use tarot, but I read it intuitively. I don't really read it, like, um, conventionally. Like, I, I have an idea of what the major arcana cards mean and what the minor ones and the court cards. I have, like, a general idea. But it's very. if I use them to read, it's mostly just very intuitive. How do you pick a deck? Well, if you're in the store, like, say, in a spiritual store, you can just go pick them up. Usually they have sample decks that you can try. Hold it in your hands and see how it feels. You might be attracted to the artwork of a deck. You might just feel really intrigued by one over the another. Sometimes if it's like warm in your hand, that's a good indication that there's a good, there's a connection. There's something happening energetically there, but you really can't go wrong. You know, just choose the one that you're interested in that feels good and go from there. To do self-readings, you know, it is a a developed skill because it is hard to read for yourself and try to stay objective, but it's such an amazing tool, I think, to pull a card for yourself every day and just ask your guides, what do I need to know today? So simple. Pull your card, go make a note of it, go on about your day, and then at the end of your day, come back, look at the card. And see how it made sense for you. See how it resonated for the kind of day that you had. 
And that's a great way to build your trust and rapport with your with your guides. Now, of course, there's more steps than that. You're going to want to cleanse and clear your deck. You're going to want to bless it, say a little prayer, set your intention. There's a bunch of different steps. But I mean, I can always, within Spirit Room Group, I can do a little, maybe I'll do a little tutorial one day for you guys if you're in the in the Spirit Room podcast with Melissa White. If you're in that Facebook group, we could do something like that. It might be fun to work that way. But it is, yeah, it's it's very simple. And the thing is with the cards, they're not giving you the answers or the information themselves. You're using your intuition. So the card is just acting as an inspiration point. And so it's a wonderful tool to get you out of your head and into your heart. I would recommend not looking in the guidebook so many students do this. They just like look in the book and then read out the answer and I'm saying, nope, it's not allowed. You do need to go and in, into your own intuition, use your own feeling, seeing, hearing, knowing, tasting, smelling to get your answer. That's how you'd want to work with it. So hopefully that is helpful. I'm just trying to see if there were any more comments. I think that's about it, actually. Most people were just super intrigued with the dream stuff. So what I would say is you can, you can interpret dreams so many different ways. And I know that there are many, many books written about dream interpretations. And if you see a, a white flower, it's supposed to mean this. Or if you have a dream that you're falling downstairs, it means this. I would encourage all of you listening, you could, you could read a book about it for sure, but why not also use your own intuition and use the dream just how you would use an oracle card? What do you feel? What do you see? What do you hear? What do you know when you tune into that dream? And what is the message? And sometimes it's nonsensical. Sometimes it's not logical. Sometimes the dream could be about one thing and the message you receive seems unrelated but I would trust what you are given trust what you perceive when you ask the question so remembering that your intention is key in all of this your intention is key so I hope that is helpful to you I'm working away we're heading into February I just did a wonderful workshop at a funeral home locally and it was wonderful there was a lot of people gathered wanting to learn how to connect with spirit their own loved ones for themselves and I absolutely love teaching it I loved it I love connecting with that group lots of really wonderful experiences I walked them through a guided process to sort of allow their loved ones to come closer to them and just some really great great moments so that's been that's been very rewarding the Exceptional Medium Mentorship, the one-year program, it's we're almost halfway done, which is wild to me because it seems like we just got started. But lots of progress happening there, so that's been really exciting. I'm still in the process of planning for this year for the podcast, so I've got lots of amazing guests coming up. I know these will be really interesting topics for you all to listen to. I do get the message loud and clear to get a dream person, a dream interpreter or someone like that. So I will work on finding someone like that to have on the podcast. 
But some upcoming topics, we're going to be looking at hypnotherapy. We're going to be looking at some astrology, some numerology stuff. And I've got a colleague of mine from Australia that I'm going to be interviewing pretty soon. Some indigenous teachings. So it's going to be fabulous. I'm looking forward to all of it. As always, I'm so happy that you're here. I do have an assistant again. It's been a while since I've had an assistant, but Beth Riley, who you may have heard on previous episodes, she started off as a student of mine. She's mentored with me for the last couple of years. She's now working professionally as well, but she's also taking on this role of doing the admin for me. So if you are emailing or if you are DMing me on social media, Beth will most likely be the one to respond. She'll let you know that she's responding. She's not pretending to be me, but that's huge. I really feel like that's an amazing blessing. Not that I'm not going to be involved. Like I'll be monitoring and going through the emails and the DMs still, but there are certain things that she can take over that don't require me to respond. So things like how do I book a reading or can you send me information about this or that, those kinds of things. So really excited about that. And that will free up some time, but also some just headspace, like free up some energy for me, which I think is really important. I think that I've come to the point where I'm recognizing the delegation is is not only necessary, it's also like it's it's going to help me to get where I want to be within my work and also within my life in general. So the surrender is a real thing. So just giving a little bit of that control up is hard when you when you do your own thing, when you run your own business, it's it's sometimes a little bit hard to give that up. But the people that I work with, I trust implicitly. And I that's my relationship with Beth. So yeah, so that will be excellent. That'll be very good. And otherwise, just onward, you know, there's lots of exciting things coming up. And I hope that wherever you are, that you are well and that 2023 is off to a great start. If you're listening in the future, then I hope wherever you are, whatever year you're in, that is off to a great start for you too. If you'd like to get in touch, melissawhitemedium at gmail.com. melissawhitemedium.com is the website. Check it out. And if you'd like to sign up for the newsletter, that is where I'm sharing my events and my courses and some inspiration. Sometimes I share some meditations there, some tools, some prayers and invocations. So it is the best place, I think, to receive the updates as well when dates for private readings become available. So if you're interested in that, I'll put the link in the show notes and you can sign up there. And that's about it. It's short but sweet. So sending you so much love. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. Take care and we will talk soon. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium or on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.